Cush McKinnon. Has two in the game. He's flying into the zone. Nathan McKinnon drives and he scores! Knocked down nicely by Tarasenko. Here's Peral. He dishes to Buchnevich. Final 60 seconds. Kipper the save. They tied it again. Over to Letty. He kept it in. Puck knocked out. Bozak has a high slot. Shooting. He scores! Tyler Bozak is the overtime hero. Welcome on QL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawks are with you on a Thursday. A ton to get to. Great sound there yesterday. Courtesy of ESPN, TNT, NBC Sports Chicago, California, and Sportsnet. All the big moments last night. We'll get to a lot of NBA. We'll start there. We had a, a team stave off elimination with the Blues last night. Another home run prop I hear hit by Aaron. So we got a lot to get to. Great guest today, Michael Leboff and Coach Jimmy Patsos. We start, though. What do you know? Another double-digit NBA game. It's like we don't have to. We don't have to think about this. Just come on, just repeat what we said two days ago. But this time it was ninety-three eighty. It was the Celtics. They cover the number. I saw it at what was it? What was the two and a half at one point yesterday? Uh, Boston as road favorites and easy cover for Boston. Joe, they go up 3-2, 22 from Tatum, twenty-five from Brown, and the Celtics are a game away from where I think we all thought they'd be the finals. Yeah, it's not all that interesting, but maybe we shouldn't complain as betters because if you like the underdog, you just play it on the money line and you don't think about it. And if you like the favorite, no matter what the number is, you can just lay it and not be too concerned. That uh, trend continues. I wonder if we can do it again. Boy, are the books reacting. These numbers are getting out there, way out there. We've got Boston favored by nine in the next game. Wow. Nine. And I have not heard one person – one person give Miami a shot in the next game. But as far as uh, what occurred last night, I think the it's a tough to handicap when you have so many injuries to mm-hmm. key components of the entire series. But we all knew if Butler's not Butler, they have zero chance. Mm-hmm. Butler was not Butler. There was maybe that little che- little outside shot he could improve a couple of days later, but you know, I, I'll be the first to admit that I was complaining about how the NBA set up that first round and they were really stretching it out, trying to extend the season as long as possible. This is not good for the quality of play. This, what we're seeing right now, probably has a good amount with all these injuries, especially in this Eastern Conference series, that we have all these blowouts because we have all these injured guys and there are no days over. This is so strange. We'd go two, three days without games in the first round, but now we're in the conference semis and there's a basketball game every night. Yeah, it's like which team in the East can survive the injuries. And we were talking about Jimmy Butler. He just really doesn't seem right. And that does seem to be the case. Um, so ah, I'm happy, though. I think most of us predicted the Celtics to be in the final. So one game away. Let's go. Is this injury stuff? Is this just happenstance? Is this a bad luck? And we had Ryan McDonough on a couple days ago, and he mentioned that they're still kind of reeling from the pandemic, the, the way things change, the schedule changed, the fact they what what that postseason Miami and the Lakers in the finals ended in October. It's so been like, a truncated few years. Right. It's basically three postseasons within – way less than the 36 months it should be in. It's, it's a lot. It, it, and I just – I wonder if time will go on and we'll go back to normal, or is this the new normal? I mean, it's every year. Last year was Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. It's really – it's attrition. This year, John Moran, it's like 
the last team standing is the last team that has half their players standing. I'm barely motivated to turn these games on. They're brutal. I, I, I don't know about you guys, but I really am. Like, if I wasn't doing this job, would I be watching these games? If I have a job outside of sports media, am I watching these games? The answer is a hell no. no. I'm not turning on any of these. There's no intrigue. And yet Western Conference, too. There's nothing. I, it's the same old story. Complain about it every day, but we saw it happen again. 24-2 to run by the Celtics last night. Okay, uh, Brown and Tatum, they couldn't hit a shot in the first half. But it didn't matter. When the opponents are scoring 80, you don't have to do that much. Uh, Robert Williams. Now, we threw it out there as a super long shot. I'm not say, sitting here saying he has any chance to be the Eastern Conference Finals MVP. But once again, when he's out there, he's a difference maker. The box score says Bam was the best player on the Heat roster. I would argue otherwise because Robert Williams' impact was felt throughout much of that game. Yeah, and I'm with you on no motivation to watch the games. It's just kind of like, oh, my gosh. And, you know, the late starts, it, the only thing that I'm motivated is because of my futures. But other than that, I could right. care less, too, because these games have not been entertaining at all. And they've been pretty easy to to predict in game script the last yes. week or so. So I saw your tweet. I, don't know, I can't remember if it was last night or this morning, Joe, but about the ratings. ESPN probably won't put out like, hey, or the NBA, but look at our ratings for this conference. But it made me think about like, all right, so you said if we didn't have this job, us as, as our job, but also as sports bettors and our listeners as sports bettors, like this is why these leagues love this because it gives us something to watch. The game really like, all right, we all grew up as sports fans. We, we get hooked on great games and great moments, but like, all right, if you had the Celtics or you had a prop, that's, like there's some reason to watch that game last night or, or any of these playoffs. It's that's it. Like so somewhere Adam Silver's like, at least we have that. Cause he, I mean, he knows that he's got to know this is brutal. Uh, do, do you think games like this take away from live wagering or do people see crazy high numbers and they're more likely to jump in on live wagering? I'm not a live better for the most part. So I, I'm curious what live betters do. Do they are they staying away from opportunities like this, or they see a number, you know, get into the 20s, and then they're thinking maybe I should jump on it? Yeah, at one point I looked at my app and I saw like Celtics minus 14 and a half or something. I'm like, I'm so glad I just took the minus two before the game. Yeah. I mean, it's just been too easy. We've seen that the spreads don't matter. So if you like a side, just take them, you know, take the dog's money line or take the favorite on the spread, whatever has the better value. And it's just been silly. So I, yeah, so, you know, yeah, the, the live bet, I don't do it very often either. But when yeah. I do do it, I did it. I'm trying to think of the recent times. I did it a couple times the NCAA tournament, um, and I did the Niners Rams title game. I only big do events. it when I, big, big events. events, and I feel like it's. I, I almost you feel like the game is about to flip. I I think this team's still going to win, and then I, you just try to do it before the number moves. But that's hard. It's hard to do that. But this is not happening in these games. These are blowouts. So like, I'm not interested in that. Well, so I was considering this as well that maybe we're missing the opportunity that live betting is the way because once you feel, once you're watching the game and you see a run coming, maybe that's yeah. the opportunity to jump in and take, it's hard to do, but take the minus 10, you know, take the right. minus 12 before that 10 to two run turns into a 20 to two run because it's happening every single game. I don't know, uh, possibly, but the heat is just, I know, 
Maybe some are going to blame it all on injuries. I guess you can because they're a different team. They scored 80 points and 94 shots, guys. 94 shots. They, they, they sh- missed 38 threes. Yeah, there were it's 7 of 45 was- from three. 7 of 45. At home. At home. Like, that's not – that's when your role players are supposed to step up. So, listen, I, I see some of the talking heads already out there killing Max Drews. Pause. Think about what you're saying for a second. <laughs> We're talking about the end of the Miami Heat season as the one seed in the Eastern Conference because of a guy that you didn't watch play college ball, because of a guy that most NBA fans didn't know existed until a few weeks ago, and his name is Max Struess. I mean, yeah, it's embarrassing when the backcourt goes 0 for 15 from the field. Jesus Terrible, but and I know Max used to be bad the first two games, but he was supposed to provide zero for you in the series, right? I mean, come on, if you're losing because of Max Truce, you're not good enough. I mean, that's yeah. you're not winning a title if, if that's the issue here. So, we had that last night. We'll get a game number five tonight in the Western Conference. Stars. We'll get to that coming up. We did, I mean, if you want excitement though, and we keep saying it, if you want excitement, it's on the other side, the other playoffs. Aaron, last night the Blues in overtime, 5-4 over the Avalanche. They, they uh, extend that series. They were down 3-1. It's 3-2 now. They score late. They get it to overtime. They win in overtime. Like, I got to tell you, you know, I'm, I'm, I have the iPad on. I have the TV on last night. I've got – obviously, I'm watching baseball. But I, I, flipped from the, I flipped from basketball to Blues Avalanche. I'm like, I want to see the end of this. It's just – at least it's exciting, Aaron. There's something there. Yeah, there's something about playoff hockey, too, just the intensity. And we're seeing a lot more scoring than years past, too. So it's just been a lot of fun, entertaining for sure. Whereas the basketball, it's like, uh, do I even need to watch this anymore? <laughs> nope. The answer is usually nope. Uh, that was not supposed to happen. Colorado's supposed to wrap that up. It's 3 nothing. five minutes left in the second period. Live line around 14-1 to one on St. Louis. Wow. What a comeback. That was incredible um, on both ends. I mean, and then you just had a flurry of scores at the very end of the game, uh, you know, with like a minute left, less than a minute left. They end up tying it to force overtime. If you have not watched Nathan McKinnon, he is special. Like Connor McDavid gets all the pub, but McKinnon is special. If you watch that, uh, the last goal of the game for Colorado, and regulation going from one end of the ice to the other. I mean, he look, he just, you see it. He looks like an all time great. And then last night uh, marked 80 points in 59 postseason games. That's tied for the fourth fastest to reach 80 points in the Stanley cup playoff history. So I, you know, maybe it's because of Colorado media market, whatever, but he certainly deserves more pub and good on St. Louis. Forcing another game. Most yeah. people did not think that was I didn't think it was going to happen going in. And nobody thought that was going to happen when it's three nothing. You're expecting the ass to just shut this thing down and run away with it. But uh they fought for their lives and now it's a three two series. I love it because everyone's been talking about how good the Avs are, blah, blah, blah. And then here comes St. Louis making this a series. You've got to love the underdogs here. So yeah, it's exciting. I kind of just want to cheer for the blues now <laughs> we're gonna have michael eboff coming up in a little bit to talk about the postseason here so last round we had all those game sevens we could still have one or two i mean obviously one series is over lightning took mm-hmm. care of the panthers really quickly but we have the game number five tonight rangers hurricanes that feels like it's good it's obviously six at the least but that could go seven 
Mm-hmm. Edmonton up 3-1, which is a little bit of a surprise. Aaron, your flames are on the brink of elimination. So we get that tonight. We'll ask Leboff if we get a Ooh. comeback there. And then oh. we get 3-2. The White Collar City, Calgary. <laughs> we were talking about yesterday. <laughs> some people Going say. up in flames. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Hey, at least we got a we got a couple games tonight. Yeah, I could see seven between Rangers Canes for mm-hmm. sure. With that yeah, team. it'd be tough for the Flames to fight back the way the the Oilers' offense is uh, churning right now. But uh, yeah, it should be fun. We got a double header there, and I I don't know if the basketball will be will be as fun. So how does the schedule set up? Are we going to have anything this weekend? We are getting a Friday game. We thought we might not. We're getting Avs Blues and. And we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see if the Oilers end it. Because if they don't, if the Flames can extend it, we'll have a Saturday game. And we're definitely going to have uh, Rangers-Canes uh, coming up on Saturday. And then we – okay, so we might not no have basketball. anything Sunday. No, we might we not have, have no basketball all weekend. Friday night is Celtics Heat game six. Tonight mm-hmm. the Warriors could end it. That means we have no basketball Memorial Day weekend. Well, and and we might only the, have one hot players. <laughs> It's yeah. terrible for viewing. We might only have one hockey game on Saturday. Well, maybe they figured because it's Memorial Day weekend, people might not be sitting at home watching. Well, they want it, right? They wanna... set it up for six. It. And, yeah, they want six and seven on Memorial Day weekend. Like, what was it? Was the was the Warriors three one comeback on the Thunder? I think that was Memorial Day night. Was Game Seven? I, I feel like I remember watching oh, wow. that. Like, yeah, that was this weekend. Um, do they want it? I mean, obviously people mm-hmm. are hanging out, they're home, they're off Monday. Yeah, yeah they, the last they, round was way more entertaining than this one. It was. Yeah, we'll see tonight. We'll get into the game this evening. Quickly here, uh, we have Matt, Michael Leboff coming up. Uh, Joe, any uh, thought on what uh, we saw last night from your Phillies looking like <laughs> you're, you're a baseball team, your little league really team? I really do. I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> I mean, we, did, we did two hours of defense last night. I don't know that I, it helped. <laughs> I will take your defense over the Phillies right now. Ah, you have not watched the game, my friend. You have not watched the game. A big takeaway from last night, a lot of underdogs, Major League Baseball. Detroit plus 170, Washington plus 180, Oakland plus 155, Texas 155. So if you're a dog player, you probably did well in baseball. Nationals shut the Dodgers out for the first time all year. Dodgers got shut out yesterday. Nats was a good play. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth, Beck UL Daily, Michael Leboff of the Action Network next. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.